Like most people who don't yet have children, I'm terrified of having kids. What if I'm no good at it? What if I make mistakes? Well, it turns out there's a lot that can go wrong and parents are pretty quick to be pretty judgmental. Shame for working, dropping my kids off at school and having to go straight to work. I've actually been judging a young mum. We decided that we were going to bottle feed our little one instead of using breast milk. For not giving my child a dummy. Episode 8 of Am I Ready to Be a Father is called Getting It Wrong and Being Judged. I want kids, I want a family, I want to be your mum, that's all I've ever wanted. Hi, I'm Ryan and that's my beautiful girlfriend Bridget. We've both turned 30 this year and I think our situation is pretty common amongst other couples. My name is Bridget, I'm 30, Ryan and I have been together for three years now and I'm pestering him about having children. Finally you admit it. (laughs) Now more than ever, every parenting decision gets judged by anyone and everyone. New parents are being judged on all sorts of things and apparently the school drop-off can be a bit of an intimidating and scary process. I've heard it's pretty bad. I'm sure there's lovely mothers out there, but I'm, I've heard that there are some Lululemon-wearing, judgmental mothers who have very rich husbands and don't do anything all day and so they have all of the time in the world to make their, you know, make themselves look beautiful for the pick-up and drop-off. It's like a fashion parade in a who's got a shinier car and... Yeah, a little bit. Although, you know, that's just hearsay, I suppose. But it worries me that that's a thing, that that exists. Do you think they judge one another not just on their shiny new shoes but also just the quality of parenting? Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many different styles of parenting now and everyone judges everyone on the style of parenting. My radio co-host Tanya Hennessy had also heard about this, so we asked the listeners of our show from Canberra what sort of things they're being judged for. For not giving my child a dummy. For not giving your child a... So are you against the dummy or just on this one day you didn't happen to no, have one? Or I'm, I'm not against them. I just think um, uh, parents have a difficult time removing them when the time comes, so mm. I just decided for myself that we were going to introduce it, each to their own, but it's actually surprisingly upset a few people. (laughs) Rach, what are you being shamed for? Shamed for working, dropping my kids off at school and having to go straight to work to earn an income to pay bills. And and who, is this like just looks from other parents or what, who's who's shaming you? Oh yeah, they congregate, you should see them. They're Mm -hmm. they're all dolled up, all in their aerobic wear, you know, like they're heading to the gym and they don't go to the gym, they go for coffees. (laughs) They have their face painted like no tomorrow, jewellery hanging off them like you wouldn't believe, but yet, you know, they sit there and they look at you, oh, she's going to work. Is that they're looking down at you because you're making a living? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they do. You feel quite isolated. You don't get included in anything. And, you know, it's really difficult, particularly when your child is friends with their child, but they don't talk to you or anything. Yeah. Yeah, and they do. They really look at you and go, well, you should be at home with your child. But there's no right or wrong. And that's what's frustrating. 
know? Yeah, oh, that's mega frustrating. And I've heard the the mum scene, like the drop off, is just like a, a nightmare. Really, um, I've not heard any of this. So Bridget, um, my partner, yeah. she was brought up like her dad stayed at home, and then when he went and dropped her at school, the mums would sort of like look down at him and like, oh look at this guy. Really, mum's off that's earning so the money, sad. and dad's just at home, like what a loser. Krista, what have you been judged for? I've actually been judged for being a young mum. When I was seventeen, I found out I was pregnant mm-hmm. yep. with my daughter. And, of course, you get big pretty quickly. And, like, just walking down the street and people be, like, looking at you like, geez, you're young. So I face that a lot. You've given birth already? Yes. So I had my daughter when I was just shy of 18. And then I had my son when I was about 21. And does it continue now? Because obviously you'd still be quite, like, when you're dropping the kids off at, at daycare or school or whatever they do, or you're just down the park that other people go, oh, geez, she looks young to be a mum. Sometimes I get a lot of, like, mixed reactions. Like, sometimes they're really like, oh cool yeah. and then other times the people are like oh you're a bit young is it like none of their business like what how do you feel about that i've become a lot more kind of strong in my opinion like my stance i'm a lot more like oh well you're not judging me because i don't really care mark what have you been judged for uh my wife um we decided that we were going to bottle feed our little one instead of using breast milk oh that's right. a, yeah people have a big issue with this my it, mom why? my mom tells my friends that they shouldn't do this and it's like how shut do, up how do you <laughs> feel about that Mark, what, what's your response? I think as long as the baby's happy and healthy, it doesn't matter how they get fed as long as they are fed. Well, a lot of women are actually getting to postnatal because they're mm. so under so much stress that mm. they have to use breast milk and nothing else. And they're constantly having to pump the breasts every three or four hours and they get so exhausted that they just become overwhelmed. Is there a massive difference? Because I, I, was, I was adopted, we've talked about a lot of this, so I've never ever breastfed once because, oh, of, course, of course, my mum wasn't, you know, producing didn't even, milk. Didn't even think. So I'm like, a, I'm a bottle baby. Am I afraid? What's wrong with me? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing is wrong with you. I mean, you need a haircut, but nothing yeah, else that. is right. wrong with you. Um, thanks for sharing, Mark. We Hearing it. all these stories, Ryan, I don't mm. know about you. You don't have kids yet. Like, neither do I. Do you just sort of go, oh, I'm scared? This this world just seems terrifying. I'm scared of lots of things about being a parent, but what other people have to say have never crossed my mind until right now. Mm. But I would have thought doing what's right for your kid and what you think's right for your kid is more important than what anyone else is going to tell you. Yeah, and you're right yeah. in theory. Yeah. Well, do you remember when I had those fake babies last year? Yes. And I spoke to those nanas who didn't realise they were fake. They were just like, oh, look at them with these kids. And I was like, oh, They're God, you can't see. dolls. And, and I said, old lady, um, do you have any advice for a young dad? Mm. And she said, the only advice I'll give you is to not take any advice from anyone except for yourself. Yeah. Because they're your kids and you do what you think's right. Yeah, that's great yeah. advice. And I was like, thanks, Grandma. Obviously, you can't see because I'm holding two dolls, but I appreciate the gesture nonetheless. <laughs> In episode four, you heard from Justin Coulson. He's a parenting expert, he's got a PhD, and he's the author of many parenting books. That episode was about work-life balance, but I also asked him, does this fear of getting it wrong and the fear of never being on top of it ever really go away? He replied with this. Yeah, I think people who are introspective, people who think about it, actually not only do have that fear ahead of time, but but it, it kind of does stay with you because it is pretty challenging. Uh, there's a guy called Scott Pape. He wrote a best-selling book earlier this year called The Barefoot Investor. And in the book, he tells the story of how the Victorian bushfires ravaged his property and he was surveying the damage. There was nothing left. But he had this feeling. He just said to himself, I've got this. And, and, and I can honestly tell you, in spite of the fact that I've got the PhD, I've written the four books, I've got six of my own children, there is not a single time in my life as a parent where I can honestly say, I thought to myself, I've got this. So, so my advice, Ryan, is you'll never be ready. Uh, and, and at some point, you've just got to kind of dive in and um, 
keep your fingers crossed mm. and then love them like crazy, even when you don't think that you could possibly love them again. Bridget and I were sitting together in our papasan. If you don't know what a papasan is, it's this really cool but weird big chair thing. They're awesome and I recommend you check them out. But we were sitting there and I asked Bridget, when it comes to having a baby, what's the one thing she's the most scared of? Not wanting to drop it. Really? Seriously. I'm like the clumsiest person alive, so... You are? Yeah, I know. Will you be allowed to hold it? (laughs) I think we're kind of similar in that we probably wouldn't get swept up in the what are they saying about us and we would just think, well, what do we think is best for our kid? Or do you think you'd kind of read into it a little or just see what other people are doing or... I think it'd be really hard not to, like, research how do I get my child to stop screaming and fall asleep at night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would be really difficult to, yeah, to not do it. But, yeah, I don't know about sticking to some hard and fast rule book or I don't don't get why you would do that. Yeah. And I also feel like people don't turn to their mothers and their fathers anymore. They turn to Google. Yeah, they turn to Google. Like, surely your mother knows best or your grandmother or... Yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Mom, the baby won't shut up. What do I do? Mum yeah. will be like, well, what I did was just pour scotch in you. So <laughs> is there any things in particular that you've seen, like the sort of the styles or the, I know you're big on, you want them to go to like a sort of special school or something? Special, special school. Not a special school. They don't have to go to a special No, but what's school. that kind of school that you like? Uh, like um, Steiner School or like Montessori or something. How come? Is it because we went to that psychic and they said they were going to be special healer babies? Oh, no. I just, I mean, obviously, if like normal school works for them and they're going to be like an academic child, then that's great. But I feel like when they're real young, like you learn through play and to stick them in a classroom and what's that saying? Um, We need to look it up. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. So to try and fit these kids into these boxes of like, you must solve one plus one equals two using this specific formula. I don't know. I just feel like if, if my kid is showing that they're super creative and want to be in an artsy world, then I'll nourish that. And that's fine. Like what happens if you're down the park and our kids go to the Steiner school and then the other parents are like, Oh, these kids from the Steiner school. I wouldn't care. They can think what they want. I know we're both quite, what's a nice way of saying stubborn, confident. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about other people in a similar position who might not be as, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty scary world. They're getting judged and a lot of people might not be able to handle that. Yeah. But I think you get judged in all aspects of your life as well. It's not just through parenting, although I feel like it becomes a lot more apparent as a parent. (laughs) How do you think we'll go? I think we'll just flounder along and find our way. Yeah? Yeah. What happens That's all if... anyone's doing really anyway, isn't it? Mm. Like, well, who are these women that think they're sudden geniuses of raising babies as soon as they pop one out? Like, it doesn't work like that. Everybody flounders at some stage. So it's frustrating to me that, like, at some stage, those judgmental parents must have been floundering, going, what the hell do I do? Yet they won't give any sympathy to someone who is then floundering, not knowing what to do. Do you think we'll be good parents? Yeah. Do you think you'll be a good mum? I don't know. I reckon you will be. Anyone will be super lucky to have you as a mum. You'll be a great dad. You reckon? You'll be super fun. You're going to be like the footy dad. 
Do you think it'll be annoying that I'll be obviously the good cop and you'll have to be the bad cop? Yeah, it's real dumb. You want to be the good cop? They're going to love me more than their mama. I was like, do what you want, kids. Let's party. We want some Woodstocks. You're not going to say that when they come along and you're like, no, routine is key. Routine is key. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was looking for an answer, as in you won't stuff it up if you do these three things, or Justin Coulson, the parenting expert, saying this is how you can guarantee to not stuff it up. But it's the total opposite. But I think I knew that all along. No one really knows what they're actually doing when it comes to parenting. All we can do is just the best we can and keep pushing along. And whilst I feel like I probably already knew that deep down, hearing an expert say it and hearing a lot of other people say it sort of makes it a bit more reassuring and I get a bit of comfort in knowing that, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but neither does anyone else. And whilst that won't make me a better parent, it's sort of a bit soothing to know we're all in this together. This podcast series is called Am I Ready to Be a Father? And we're getting close to a conclusion. Hey, Bridge, I've had some thoughts and I've written them down. Okay, what's the decision? Are you sure that you're ready to read it? Oh, God, I don't know. Is it bad? It's honest. Okay. The next episode is called What If I Say No? And it's pretty hard for me to even think about. Every episode, I thank the people who helped me with the episode, but I also want to thank you, you listening right now for listening to this episode. I do really appreciate it. If you could do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be awesome. It helps push it up the rankings so other podcast listeners might find it and hopefully they'll find it interesting as well. Thanks to Bridget for being part of this episode once again. Thanks to the team at Hit 104.7 in Canberra, in Tanya, and producer White Trash Matt as well. Cheers to parenting expert Justin Coulson for being on this episode. And thanks to Brody Green, the audio wizard, for helping with all the music and the edit. We'll chat to you next time.